Welcome to the Self-Care Sessions Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole, and my friend, I'm on a mission to help you live a lifestyle you love. I believe that self-care is the key to living your best life. When you're taking great care of yourself first, it allows you to live the life you truly desire instead of getting overwhelmed and exhausted and losing yourself in the chaos, to-do list, and negative influences. Self-care encourages growth into the best version of yourself. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite soul-soothing beverage and let's do this. This is an important month. It's Stress Awareness Month, which is kind of hilarious because most of us are already well aware of our stress, right? But seriously, over the last two years, we've been through a lot. Many of us have been dealing with some pretty major stressors like job changes and suffering the loss of loved ones, not to mention the other stressors the pandemic brought like isolation, health-based uncertainty and fear, and homeschooling. And then we have our typical everyday stressors like bills, deadlines, groceries, and taking care of everyone and everything except ourselves. So in the spirit of Stress Awareness Month, let's talk about what this month is really about. Shining a light on stress so you can actually do something about it. When you take action to respond to stress differently, it can make all the difference in how you feel. So in this episode, I'm going to share my three-step process for responding to stress differently. The first step is actually something I discovered after my panic attack in college. If you didn't listen to that episode, I'll give you the Cliff's Notes. I was having a stressful year, my second year of college, And after a night of studying at the library with a friend, we were on our way home when I basically, for no known reason, broke down in the parking lot and thought I was having a heart attack. For anyone that's had a panic attack, you know what I mean. It's a terrible feeling. You feel like you have no control of your body. And the first one you have, you don't know what's happening. So it's pretty terrifying. I ended up going to the ER and was diagnosed with a panic attack. Actually, stepping to acknowledge the awareness part of Stress Awareness Month, Awareness is what helped me prevent a second panic attack from ever happening. Finding out what that experience was provided me with an awareness of what my body felt like during a panic attack. So the next time I felt those changes in my body, I had the awareness of what it was. So I was able to use tools to calm my nervous system and avert another panic attack from happening. The first step in this three-step process is awareness. Awareness is the first step to any change. When you can develop awareness of what your triggers are and what stress feels like in your body, it makes disrupting the stress response possible. So spend a few minutes making a list of things that trigger you to feel stressed and journal for a few minutes about how your body feels and what symptoms you notice when you're in a stressful situation. When you spend time really developing self-awareness around what things trigger that stress response for you and what your body feels like when you're experiencing stress or overwhelm, it can help in changing your response to it. Becoming aware of those stress triggers and sensations will give you the cue to do step two in this process, which is to set an intention to shift. Instead of allowing yourself to get swept away by this stress, and let the feelings spiral into overwhelm, set an intention to shift towards something better when you feel stress starting to set in. This step is a mindset shift. It's all about intention, all about choosing a different experience, making that choice not to let stress win this time. 
Once you make that choice, you can then take action towards a different internal experience, which we'll do in the next step. But first, in this step, you have to make that choice. So you can choose to sit in this feeling of overwhelming stress, or you can choose to take an action in step three that shifts you towards something more positive, more empowering, and more supportive. That second step is fleeting. It's just making that choice. But that choice puts the power back in your hands. It puts you back in the driver's seat in your life. That choice leads you to the third step, which is to use an anchor. Now, an anchor is a concept that comes from the teaching of neuro-linguistic programming. Anchoring is creating a trigger or cue that produces a physical emotional state. When it comes to overcoming in-the-moment stress, it's helpful to find a trigger or cue that links to a pleasant state of being, like feeling safe, peaceful, happy, or grateful, for example. An anchor can be something like focusing on the breath. It could be another sensation like that of your thumb and middle finger touching, or it could be a visual cue, like looking at a picture of a relaxing beach setting or simply visualizing that calm beach or any other image in your mind that connects to a positive feeling. It's helpful to think about what your anchor could be when you're not in a state of stress or overwhelm. So plan to take five minutes or so when you're not feeling super stressed and do the following exercise to train your brain to connect that anchor to a positive feeling. Think about what you might want to use as an anchor, and you can test different options to see what works best for you. But for an example, let's just say that you choose touching your thumb and middle finger together as your anchor. What you want to do first is to think of a time when you felt a positive feeling like happiness, peace, or calm. If you can't think of a specific moment, just focus on eliciting that positive feeling and really feeling it in your body. You might find it helpful to close your eyes and really imagine the experience that led to that positive feeling or to just really focusing on that feeling. Right at the moment you're really feeling that positive feeling or emotion, connect to your anchor. So in this example, you press your thumb and middle finger together. Hold it for at least five seconds and if you feel that positive feeling starting to fade, remove the trigger. So release your thumb and middle finger in this example. It's helpful to do this several times to wire your brain to associate that positive feeling to that anchor. And then anytime in your day that you experience something that makes you feel happy, calm, or positive, connect to that anchor. In this example, you'd press your thumb and middle finger together to reinforce that anchor in your brain and body. Again, try different anchors. You might spend a few days trying a sensation anchor and a few days with a visual anchor and see which works better for you. A lot of yogis or meditation practitioners like to use focusing on the breath as an anchor to drop into a state of peace or calm. So spend some time working on creating and reinforcing that anchor so that when you become aware of stress or overwhelm, you can shift your mindset and activate your anchor to feel better. After learning that my initial experience was a panic attack, the next time I started to become aware of those panic attack symptoms, I was actually sitting in a lecture hall with 600 other students, and I instinctively chose an anchor of placing my hand over my heart. I then consciously focused on relaxing my neck and shoulders and repeatedly told myself, relax, you're okay, until class was over and I was able to go home. When we experience a stressful situation, it's easy to get caught up in it and for the mind to start spiraling. 
So as I was sitting in that lecture hall of 600 people and starting to feel those panic attack symptoms, I could have easily gotten caught up in thinking about how awful and embarrassing it would be to have a panic attack in front of 600 of my peers. Having an anchor brings you back into the present moment. So instead of letting my mind focus on how awful it would be if that happened, I focused on the sensation of my hand over my heart, relaxing my shoulders, and the mantra of relax, you're okay. Those anchors felt reassuring, calming, and comforting, which is what a positive anchor should do. It should bring you closer to the feeling or state of being that you want. I didn't think about it this way at the time, of course, but there's also something very powerful about placing your hand over your heart. It's like giving yourself a hug, and it feels like someone you love dearly is saying, I understand what you're going through. I'm here for you. I love you, and you're going to be okay. In her book, High Five Habit, Mel Robbins shares a very similar anchor that I really love, which is to place your hands over your heart and say the words, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved. Anchors like placing your hands over your heart or focusing on the breath or visualizing something positive and reciting positive self-talk like I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved calms the nervous system and shifts it from that fight or flight stress response towards a more balanced and calm state. Those actions are stimulating your vagus nerve to shift your nervous system towards a more calm state of being. Your vagus nerve interfaces with your parasympathetic nervous system, and when it's activated, it's associated with feelings of calm, relaxation, safety, and balance. So it's essentially like an on-off switch between stress and calm. So when you're stressed, using activities that stimulate or activate the vagus nerve will switch on the calming parasympathetic nervous system. That's how you respond to stress differently. Use tools that stimulate your vagus nerve to increase that calming parasympathetic activity. So my challenge to you after this episode is to spend some time thinking about and developing awareness of what your triggers are and how your body feels or responds when you're experiencing stress or overwhelm. Then write down a few potential anchors you could use. Practice training and wiring your brain to associate that anchor with positive feelings. And then practice using them during stress and overwhelm this coming week. So although my panic attack example is an extreme form of stress, this process still works for other experiences of stress. Maybe your experience of stress makes you feel down about yourself, or like the joy is sucked out of life, or like there's not enough time in the day. Whatever your experience is, when you're in it, try using the three steps from this episode. Awareness of the trigger and what sensations accompany stress or overwhelm for you, intention to shift towards something better, and using an anchor to help you shift towards a more positive feeling. And I'd be remiss not to mention that if stress and overwhelm are part of your daily experience, counseling or therapy can be invaluable in breaking this cycle. Certainly still use these techniques and tools. They will still be extremely helpful in this process. But if therapy is something that you know in your heart you could benefit from, show yourself how much you care about you and find a therapist to get started on that deeper healing. As with anything, the more you practice and set up this habit of responding to stress differently, the easier it will become over time, and soon you'll find stress is no longer running the show in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode, my friend. If you haven't yet, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate and review this show so more people can find it and we can spread more self-care love. Thanks again, friend. I'll look forward to talking with you soon. 